Welcome to podcast number eight. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. Yes. Summer's here. It's a it's day. It's finally. Some of you are out of school. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I was talking to some students, uh, specifically Heartland High School students. They're like, all right, we finished last week. What? <laughs> That's crazy. They started early, though. They did start early. I think they're starting back up early, like oh, in August. That stinks. What would you rather have, you know, starting early to finish early or starting later to finish later? I don't know. I had both. I enjoyed starting early in college. Mm-hmm. I liked getting done in like April. Mm-hmm. It was nice. All right. Today, folks, do we have a doozy for you or what? It's we a, do. It's a doozy. It is a doozy. I'm about to drop a doozy on you. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare. Prepare yourself. Get mentally prepared for this. Title of the topic today is Grow where you are planted. Ooh, it's good stuff. It is good stuff. Now, this is a great topic for young adults and teenagers because you haven't yet started your career, but you desperately want to be a wonderful success. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you're right now planting the ground, like laying down the foundation of your life Mm -hmm. in order to be very successful. Right. And honestly, every single person has plans to be successful mm-hmm. in their own eyes, at least. Yeah. It, success, how do you define success? Well, it's, it's different for every person, but every person wants to be successful in their own mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. So you want to be successful. I want you to be successful. You're going to school. Some of you are paying a ton of money to be successful. You're paying a price uh, with not only your treasure, but also your time. Uh, you're giving of your 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 uh, time and treasure, which is huge right now. And we want to help you help you be successful. And one of the things that the Bible tells us to do to be successful is to grow where you are planted. Mm -hmm. That's right. So there are two questions. I believe people ask themselves when it comes to being successful or when they're trying to be successful. One question is bad, very bad. And one question is good. Mm-hmm. Now, let me give you, which, which question do I start with first, good or bad? Start with the bad. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's fine. Here's the bad question that you can ask yourself. How far am I willing to go to be successful? That's a bad question. That's a bad question. It is a bad question, but I think sometimes we look at that question because it almost seems good if you don't really dive into it at first. Like, well, yeah, I mm-hmm. want to be successful. I'm willing yeah. to put work in to be successful. But if you really think how far am I actually willing to go, that means you're going to have to put yourself above other people. Mm-hmm. That means that you're going to have to to be selfish and not sacrifice um, anything that, that, that you would want, but you're just going to be stepping on people all along the way mm-hmm. so that you can have personal success, not caring yeah. about what anyone else thinks. It's destructive. It's dangerous. And it's damaging. 
The three Ds right there. Three Ds. <laughs> three Ds. <laughs> it is. But, I mean, I, I, we see casualties all the time Yeah. where r- relationships are burned. Well, yeah, because they're in the way. They're in the way. Of my success. Yeah. And, 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 and they think, well, as soon as I obtain this quote-unquote success, this job, that money, that amount, that then I'll be happy, everything will fall into line, and that's a, that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. When I get to that successful spot, everything falls into place. That is not true. Mm-hmm. I was talking with Leanna, our amazing administrator this morning, and she was just talking about how like when you're in high school, like I'm just going to, I'm going to graduate high school and then I'm going to figure this out. Then I'll have success because I'll be graduated. And then you're like, get into college. You're like, well, when I graduate college, then I'll have this level of success. And then she graduated. When I get married, I'll have this level of success. And when I have a house, then I'll have this level of success. But we always, if you're living that lifestyle just for selfish success, you're always going to be wanting more and more and more and more. You're never going to arrive and be like, okay, I have finally my success that mm-hmm. I wanted. You're going to constantly be wanting more oh, yeah. and you're not going to care who gets in your way or who gets out of your way to get that success. So yeah, some of the, th- some of the things that, okay, so some of the things we've brought up so far, which is the question, I'll remind you the question, how far am I willing to go to be successful? You know, and, and to get to be successful, how far am I willing to go? So, so, so what happens negatively when you try to answer this question is what we've started discussing is you, you're willing to hurt people to get there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, um, climbing the corporate ladder, there you you there's collateral damage of people along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, are you willing to you know, am I willing to lie a little bit? You know, maybe ruin somebody else's reputation so I can take their spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, am I willing to cheat a little bit to get there? Um, am I willing to maybe steal a little bit to get there? Um, to to be successful somehow. All these to answer that question, boy, you'll find yourself doing wrong things, Mm -hmm. hurting people, which is no good, cheating, lying, stealing to get there, to be successful, to get more money. Mm -hmm. Um, All these things. That's a, that's a real, that's a question though, that I feel like many people ask themselves, Mm -hmm. how far am I willing to go to be successful? But really when they think about that, they, I think they originally think I've got good intentions. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to grind. I'm going to work when everybody's asleep. I'm going to be up doing stuff. You know, I'm going to be working on things when everybody else is being lazy. I'm going to mm-hmm. do this. I'm going to work hard like an athlete. They kind of have like an athlete's mentality. But what will soon happen is when you realize your hard work and hard effort isn't work going fast enough, then you'll try to figure out ways to cheat your way to the top. Mm-hmm. How far am I willing to go to be successful? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can't, you lose your soul in the process of becoming successful. I actually have a crazy story of, of a guy who did this. Um, I don't know him personally. I heard about him through, uh, through another guy who was doing a job for this, this man. And he told me a story of this man who his father died and, and he inherited his father's dying company. But he, he made this decision that he was going to work so hard that he was going to get this company that was on the, the verge of bankruptcy back to a successful company. And, and it seemed like a good plan and he worked and worked and worked, but he ended up working so much. He was never there for his wife. He was never there for his kids. He would work weekends. He would work late. He would leave before anybody got up and wouldn't come home till everyone was asleep. And he just worked and worked and worked and started to make those compromises. And eventually his wife and kids left him, hmm. but he had been become so obsessed with having success in this company. He didn't even care. He was willing to lose his family to be he successful. Lo- he lost his whole family to, be, to make this company a success. And his life was horrible. 
but mm-hmm. he he wanted that success. He wanted that money, and he lost everything trying to get it. So mm-hmm. here's the better question. So we started with the bad. Let's 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 do the good. Mm-hmm. The good question is this: What will I risk to love others? Hmm. Now think about that question. What will I risk to love others? Okay, so let's just take this this farmer for example. I don't know if he was a was he a farmer? I don't no, know. No, he wasn't a farmer. Why did I think farmer? He said he took over his father's di- dying business. Sounds like farmer. Sounds like for some reason I don't know Sounds why. Sounds like a farmer. I pictured a farmer. I, don't know. I pictured a farmer plowing the field till midnight. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe he's grinding it out somewhere, yeah. doing something, right? So what was what will what will I risk to love others? I'll stop what I'm doing to go home to eat dinner with my family. Yeah. Yeah. I will I will um choose to be friends with my coworkers instead of use them in order to get my own success. Mm-hmm. I will risk my own thoughts of what success looks like. I'll risk mm-hmm. my own self in order to love yeah. others. Mm-hmm. What will I risk to love others? Which is the only true life of success that God tells us to live mm-hmm. the life of loving others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what else, what else are you willing to risk to love others? You know, I just think about, you know, the, the answer everybody wants to hear, Oh, everything, you know, and, and all oh, anything. Mm-hmm. But when push comes to shove, it, we find ourselves being so selfish and we actually have to daily say, you know what, I'm going to die to self and I'm going to do whatever I can to elevate others. You know, you, you think about you think about um, you know parents and, and children. Um, I remember uh, Pastor Andy Stanley said it really well. He's like the one of the best things you can do for me is what you can do or what you do for my kids. And isn't that how f- our God, the Father, sees it? What you do for my children, you're doing for me. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I-, I want a life that exemplifies serving and obeying God and lifting up His children to fulfill their dreams and desires. And and for me, I kind of have a quote that I I, I say is like, man, I I want the the lid of my success, my capabilities, anything I bring to the table, set up the next generation to be the floor for their advancement. Yeah. And I feel like you you have to have that mental state. You have to have that desire that that saying, wow, anything it takes, whatever it takes, I want them to go farther. I want them to go f- to, to ca- that capability of even doing more. I like that. You know, mm-hmm. I want them to do more. I, my success is seeing them successful. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's where it is because it rests in the next generation, not in just in one generation. And you realize what you're saying is you'll never actually achieve everything that you're going after but you hope maybe the next generation can mm-hmm. because because there's more to achieve right mm-hmm. if i mm-hmm. think about like um let's just say you like start uh, you open a your business you're making pizzas you know and, and you open up a store mm-hmm. and it's and it's you and your wife and you're working the business mm-hmm. but your goal is to have 1000 pizza places right 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 you'll never get 1000 in your lifetime but if you can hand the business over to your children, mm-hmm. and maybe by the time you hand it over to them, there's there's 200, mm-hmm. right? They can then start at 200. They could get to 1,000. Mm-hmm. But they, yeah. if they hand it over to their children, what could they do with it? So your idea of success is not, hey, I'm going to 
risk all these relationships so that I can get to Mm -hmm. 1,000 stores in my lifetime. That's Mm -hmm. a horrible idea. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. It really is. Right. But the better idea is how can I make a – how can the next generations to come take what I've started and make it go even further? Oh, yeah. What am Mm -hmm. I willing to risk to love others? Well, and it's biblical. You look at David and Solomon. David was not allowed to build a temple, but he set up the next generation to do it. He says, any resource I have, anything that I can gather, anything I can put in this storehouse, this is for the temple. I'm setting, I'm setting the next generation up so that they can build it and make what I cannot do, what I, what I cannot do. And it's team mentality. It's showing love, saying, I believe in you, therefore I'm giving you the reins. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. And you don't believe in you don't believe in anybody until you give them reins to something. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what you say or how you say it until you give them reins to run further, go faster. You don't believe in them, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like that's where it's a painful truth, but it, it is a selfless act. You have to die to self. Yeah, and mm-hmm. loving others is a huge sacrifice. I want you to succeed more than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want God to be glorified in you even more than like me. Obviously, God being glorified in me is helping others be uh, lifted up and elevated uh, to glorify God. But you got to put yourself at the back of the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is and to remind everybody, our topic is grow where you are planted. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. how this is interesting questions, aren't mm-hmm. they? There's a bad question. There's a good question. But truly, believe it or not, that the bad question will will always lead you away from where you're at mm-hmm. because you're, what are you willing to risk to be successful? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll leave this small town in order to be successful mm-hmm. or I'll burn this city to ground if I have to in order to be successful. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to grow where I'm planted because mm-hmm. if I, where I'm planted is is not what I like, then I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The, kind of a, the grass is always greener on the other side kind yeah. of a mentality. I'm just going to leave this and go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you answer the next question, what will I risk to love others? Then you're not always going to be looking for. You're not going to be looking other other places. You're going to look where you're at, mm-hmm. and you're going to say, "Okay, who needs to be loved on around here? Who, yeah. who mm-hmm. needs to be taken care of in right here, right now?" Uh, one of the things that I admired a lot about this TV show that I was watching, which is on years ago, I don't even think it's on anymore, but Fixer Upper, yeah, with Chip and Joanna Gaines, they decided to to start in their town of Waco, Texas, mm-hmm. and fix up the town. One yeah. house at a time. And to believe it or not, they had many offers to leave small town Waco and to make an impact on other cities. And wow. they always said no. Mm-hmm. No, I want this is where I live. This is where my family's at. I want to make this place a better place. Mm-hmm. Sure. It, mm-hmm. it, sure. I mean, hey, Los Angeles sounds fun. New York City. Wow. Look at those. Look mm-hmm. at the city lights. That's cool. No, wait. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't about that for them. They yeah. wanted to make that town of Waco the best place possible, and they really have. Now it's become more of a tourist attraction with their with their local fingerprint on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that example too. I mean, we are better together. You know, I just think one question builds up a selfish island, but the other builds communities. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. you think about that. Is, is Look at the advancement of anything we have in today's society. You think of the automobile, you think of cities. It wasn't one person and build it all and call it good. It was always building the team, setting them up, making things happen, loving where they're at and loving uh, what they do. And, 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 and 
with that mindset, you really start to build the house or you build the the body of Christ. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron, what do you think about this next thought here um, on our topic of grow where you're planted? This next thought is people tend to go where the next big thing is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I think this is an interesting point because, again, this kind of plays into that the grass always looks greener on the other side kind of a mentality. The next big thing is here. The next big thing is on, on whether it's simply the next big thing is on this app. The next big thing is in this city. The next big thing is at this company. So I'm going to leave this company to go to that company. Hmm. Uh, you know, I've seen that so many times in, in young adults um, just working in, in uh, like construction or in farm life where I worked at, people always looking for the next thing. This is just a stepping stone to get me to the next bigger, bigger, bigger thing. Um, but what's interesting is I actually worked at a tree farm for three summers too. And I learned working there that you cannot keep uprooting a tree and replanting it and expect that tree to thrive. Hmm. You can maybe do that once. You can move a tree from a bad environment to a good environment once and expect it to thrive. But even if you move it from bad to what looks like good and good and good and good, that tree is going to die. Hmm. And hmm. it goes the same way with, with, with our lives, especially as we walk with Christ and we want to see a, a successful life in the eyes of Christ and the, in, in my eyes, I have to be willing to stick it out where God has planted me mm-hmm. to know that right, this city, this job, this family, this career, this is where God has asked me to be right now. And I'm not going to continue to look and look and look for the next big thing. So as soon as somebody whose train's going faster than mine, I can just hop on theirs because that looks cooler. I need to be willing to stick it out and, and serve where God has called me to serve right now. Think about Jesus. You know, he was the greatest leader, greatest communicator, literally the son of God had the power to call down a legion of angels. Mm-hmm. And he decided to hang out with 12 nobodies because that's who, mm-hmm. that's where he came. And they were not easy to love either. <laughs> right. No, they weren't easy to love. And then what did he do? Then he wrapped a towel around his waist and he served those 12 nobodies when he was the son of God. Man, that's the picture of leadership. That's mm-hmm. the picture of somebody that, that I want to be like. I love that. That's so good. I just think of also the prodigal son. He's like, oh, it'll be better over there with everything I want to do. So I want to take my inheritance. I'm going to say, you know, peace out, fam. I'm going to go live how I think success is supposed to be lived. And quickly, Scripture even talks about how quickly he realized this was a bad decision. Yeah. It is better where I was planted. <laughs> it was better. It was there was better. greater relationship. I, I had a great place in my father's house. And, and sometimes the, the, the pride keeps us in the bad decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kept him. It kept him. He was a little afraid to go back and, yeah. and be humbled. By, yeah. yeah. He was afraid to be humbled. He was afraid of experiencing the I told you so mm-hmm. from his yep. family. But mm-hmm. he finally realized, I can't. I'm... This is this is horrible. He become he became weak enough to say, "It's better to be humbled in my father's house, yes, than to be full of pride here in the pig pen." Yes, that's right. That's a great way of saying it. It's really it's one or the other. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So there's this other thing too, where I think businesses, churches, um, will fall into this. I don't know if I want to. I don't really want to call it a trap, but this mentality. Which okay. is, whoa, they're real successful. Let's imitate that. Ooh. Let's okay. imitate that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the way they just um, creatively, you know, transitioned uh, that 
that moment in the service, or I love the way that they've mm-hmm. displayed their signs, or the, it go go on and on and on. I love the way that 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 boss you know runs his meetings or delivers his message. I love that. That's got to be the reason he's successful. Mm-hmm. It's got to be the reason she is successful. It's got to be all about how they their 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 colors that they chose and the, and the font that they used and the way that their everything flowed. That's got to be. And I'm more if we just imitate mm-hmm. that, then it'll be a success mm-hmm. here. And the you know the Bible doesn't say that at all. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, the Bible really talks mainly about how instead of just imitating somebody, you get in your personal quiet place, mm-hmm. ask, seek, and knock. Mm-hmm. Ask wow. the Father what He wants from you. Mm-hmm. Just do what He says. Just do what He says. Because mm-hmm. he, he will tell you to do something different mm-hmm. than the person mm-hmm. next door. He'll tell mm-hmm. you to do something different than the, than the business overseas, than the church in a different city. Your city has a different feel. You're a different human being. He's not going to use you the same way he uses another person. Mm-hmm. But many people refuse, just flat out won't get into the quiet place, the, the prayer closet, and ask God, God, mm-hmm. what do you have for this city? Right. How could you use me? What unique thing can I do to make an impact? What's unique about me? What's individualistic about me, God? How do you want to use me? Instead, they just say, oh, I, you know, I, I don't want to throw yeah. names out there, but instead of asking God, God, how do you want to use me? They just say, well, I really like the way so-and-so does that. I just got to do it just like that. Wow. Yeah. And they rob themselves of right. their own success at times because right. they're just trying to imitate rather than get in, get heard from God. You know, it's so true. And again, this crosses church life, uh, business, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, this does cross all of those spectrums. And, and it's kind of a self-justification of, well, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's a kind of a scapegoat and say, well, I just want to imitate that. I'll be cool. I'll instantly have success. That goes with the, well, they have a, you know, green grass right here. They have a green prairie. I'm just going to, I want to be like them. So I want to have that carbon copy instead of being an original. And, mm-hmm. and we were made to be originals. And guess what? Someone had to hear an original thought from God. Yeah, <laughs> someone, did. someone sought God, came up with a really creative way of doing it. You know, talking about church world, we can use that as an example. They sought God, they created an original, and then it worked for where they were because God spoke to the shepherd of that location and said, "This is what you need," yep. mm-hmm. and it thrived. Yeah, yeah. They they paid the price. Yep. Of getting alone with God and risking their mm-hmm. reputation, mm-hmm. risking something. To, to 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 love others like we right. talked about at the beginning, they were in a location where maybe somebody else threw off and said, "I don't want to be here. You can have it." <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's funny, but like a lot of these people who are successful right now were told that that city is just there's nothing available there. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. you know somebody mm-hmm. didn't like it and they gave it to them instead. Right. Mm-hmm. As a matter yep. of fact, my dad who came up to do Cornerstone Church. The pastor who was previously here wanted to give the church to my dad. Wow. One of the reasons he said was because I don't see any potential for growth here. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's what he said. <laughs> and so my dad just said, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll take it. You know, I'll <laughs> yeah. take it. And there was potential for growth, you see. Yeah. Somebody got into their prayer closet and said, God, what do you want to do with this church in this city? 
speak, your servant is listening. Mm-hmm. Rather mm-hmm. than, I wonder what Andy Stanley's doing. Right. I wonder what Craig Rochelle's doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next best series Brian Houston's speaking on? I'm just going to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's good, but that's not God. That's not good enough because what God has is the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's so so good. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about just this this idea and how it's just such an it's an easy way out. I don't want to have to do the work. I like how you said that. It, it's really I want the blessing. I don't want to have to go through the process of the blessing. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard work. Pioneering something, building pioneering something. something is so hard. It's very hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and I think you know, especially as students and young adults, you got to realize God has something specific for you. Mm-hmm. God has something specific for you. You're not a carbon copy. There's a reason why your fingerprints are unique to you. That's a signature of God saying you're unique and you bring something unique to the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about um, when I used to work at a, at a farm, we would do hay. And I remember showing up to this brand new field one time. We had just rented the field. It was this huge field actually right up in Fenton. And when we got there, man, it looked like trash. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was just there. Don't was, you dare say Fenton is true. <laughs> there was rocks and weeds, <laughs> little shrubs, brush. No, I live in Fenton. I love Fenton, but this <laughs> this particular field was looks like trash. And there was actually a field we could see this other field that man, it looked awesome. Uh, it was full of green grass, beautiful field. Mm. Um, but th- that wasn't our field. This this field that looked just so trashy. And we put in probably two weeks of hard work at this field. We show up early, early. We'd pick up rocks. We'd plow. We were fertilizing. We were planting. It was was some of the hardest work I'd ever done working at this farm. And we did hard work all Mm -hmm. the time. Um, And this this field took a lot of work. I tell you what, two years later, that was one of the most beautiful hay fields. You drive Mm -hmm. by there, and, man, it looked awesome. It actually was so good. The hay was so good there. That if you go through Fenton and uh, you look, this field in the fall will be full of deer eating the hay. Like there'll be like 50 to 100 deer just eating all the hay out of this field because the hay is so, so good and so nutritious. But it didn't just happen. Right. We didn't just go, oh, well, this, you know, and the the soil was unique there. We had to test the soil and figure out, okay, this is the exact fertilizer that needs to go into this field. This is the exact seed that we need to plant in this field. It was different than the other fields we would plant. And so we had to make it specifically for that field, for that situation. And God has something like that for your life. Mm-hmm. Your life shouldn't be exactly like the next six or that big success that you're looking at saying, I want to be like that person. Well, that's great. You should have people that you look up to, but yeah, you shouldn't want to be a carbon mm-hmm. copy of that person. No. Your life is unique. God has put you in your city, in your church, in your job, in your school for a reason. So work at growing that area. And then, and then when you, you put that work in, you have that fertilizer, you have that, that time with God. I love that. That time alone with God yes. can be that fertilizer and that seed. Mm-hmm. And we just say, God, what do you have for me in this moment, in this season? Then God's going to begin to bless that and you'll see that grow. Yeah. It's not about what you have. It's about what you make of what you have. I just think of the one uh, master who gave talents to three different people. They were all different numbers, right? Mm-hmm. They were given. And, and the master rejoiced, you know, at the end of it. He rejoiced the same with the one who gave, was given the most uh, and then the one who was given second most. He, mm-hmm. he rejoiced with them the same level, even though they came out with two different numbers. Mm-hmm. Same rejoicing. He says, you are successful. You did it right. You you worked the land. You worked this process. You worked this situation. You you did not waste your time and the talent that was given to you. Mm-hmm. He, re, he re rejoiced in that. But the one who was given just one 
wouldn't the master rejoice with him if he would have worked that and du- doubled that? If he went from one to two? Yep. Yeah. It wasn't about, oh, I was given little, so I I got the short end of the stick, and it's God's fault, someone else's fault, and now I have to do something else. No. Work what you have yeah. and mm. see the hundredfold produce. Yeah, the wicked mm. man sees the field that's beautiful and and takes it, steals it. Yeah. The mm-hmm. wise man sees the field that needs work and says, I think it could, I could get it there. I think I could get it up to standards. Yeah. yeah. You know? So <clears throat> bad question. How far am I willing to go to be successful? Bad question. Good, Horrible question. Good question. What am I willing to risk to love others? It's a good question. Mm-hmm. All right. That wraps up podcast number eight. eight. But next month, we'll be releasing podcast number nine. That's Correct. right. And we're going to be talking about prayer and fasting. Ooh, good topic. Prayer and fasting. Really good topic. Yes. I would say, you know, as far as disciplines of a Christian, maybe the heart, some of the hardest disciplines, prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. Prayer mm-hmm. and fasting, but so important. It's mm-hmm. where... Everything comes from prayer and fasting. Yes. Think about it. All right, everybody. It's been wonderful to be with the audience today. <laughs> I, I brought it back. You audience. brought it back. You brought it back. I didn't think you would. It's not going anywhere. It's still here. All right. There we go. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. Right, Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.